welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Lori and I are so excited to spend some time with you. And today we are going to be covering a topic, Lori, that I have had so many people talk to me about personally, and that is meaningful relationships. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. How, yeah. It's such a good one. How do you develop meaningful relationships? How, what does that look like? How does it happen? Where is the intentionality? And there just seems to be right now this hunger and thirst for people as they're walking through post-COVID, post in their lives, just in their life. There's a loneliness that they're surrounded by people, but don't feel that they have necessarily meaningful, deep relationships. And so I think that would be a beautiful topic to tackle today together. Yeah. So Yeah, I love that. I love that conversation. It's interesting too, because we live in such a digital age too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a kind of a part of the digital age view contrasted teenage life, even coming like young twenties compared to uh, you and I come growing up in the eighties and the nineties. Like it was just very different. The whole social infrastructure really structured itself around being with people much more. You, you had to be, you physically had to go knock on someone's door to be with them. You, there was just not this like interconnectedness in the digital Mm -hmm. space. But what's so interesting about it is like so many people, their most meaningful relationships are through a screen. Mm. And I think that there's like, I do, I, I love that for people. I love that for people who feel and find a sense of community online, but I think there's a lacking in that too, mm-hmm. right? Because there's this whole space, even in that realm where I can present myself as I want to without anybody actually being in my home, being with me physically, seeing my life in action played out in an everyday kind of way. So there's a whole aspect of relationships missing. And I do think all of those things are contributing to the overall loneliness that people are feeling. And it is epidemic, like it's an, at an epidemic level. And what's interesting is you and I are part of a faith community, like very integrated into a faith community, yet we still see it. We mm. still see this loneliness, this desire for deeper relationships and for meaning in relationships and a longing for that. And so, yeah, I think this is a great topic to dive into and yeah, we'll see what comes out. I know. And it's so, even as you're talking about the interesting part of having the digital aspect to it, people are connected on digital, but there is such a heightened anxiety too. And a hard, it's a hard space for sometimes people to put themselves out there. They want it so much, but then when it comes to bringing people into lives or getting connected, like going somewhere, they don't want to. Whether they're tired, or they don't feel like it. There is this weird polar opposite thing happening. I want this, but yet what it takes sometimes to get there really does require a real pushing through yeah. some of the barriers of your own isolation, of your own just comfort, of like just... I'm home. I want to go home. I don't want to, I've been at a long day. I don't want to have to put myself out there. There really is a pushing through. And uh, I just think it's an interesting tension that's happening in that world too. So I think let's dive into meaningful relationships in the sense of how have we developed, like, I don't know if we want to start with like how we develop that in our own lives. Let's, before we talk about that, what do you think people mean Hmm. when they say like I desire more meaningful relationships like what do you think they're looking for that they don't already have like what is that thing that would satisfy that desire how how many meaningful relationships do we need do we want all our relationships to be meaningful like what's kind of behind 
for you, do you like, would you imagine what, what's kind of behind that desire? What are people looking for? What, what would we be looking for? What are you looking for in (laughs) meaningful relationships? Like what is, what is that to you? What does that mean to you? Yeah. Those are really good questions. I think there's a connectivity. Like you feel really connected. You feel seen. I think you also feel like there's someone doing life with you, Mm. like really doing life with you. Not just is there like at a moment, but is there with you, part of your life, integrating them into your life and not just the good part, but the parts that are difficult, but also the good parts. Yeah. All of it, all of it working out together. And I think it's just that desire that I have that person. I have these people, this group of people that know me, that I'm doing life with. And I'm seen with and I feel really connected to. And I'm having deeper conversations than just the surface conversations. Just not like how's work, how's the weather. That I'm able to feel safe to confide some of those deeper intimate places of emotional well-being. Whether it's a struggle or whether it's a victory. There's those emotional intimate spaces that I think you can't always share with everyone. And not everyone feels safe. And I think that's probably the meaningful relationship piece there is a safety mm. that has to be there. That's the gateway that it has to feel like this is a safe relationship. And then what is safe? I mean, there's definitions to that, yeah. but I feel like I can grow and that takes time yeah. to grow in that place. And so that would be some of the initial things that come to mind. How about for you, Lori? Do you find that difficult to oh, lean for, into that? Oh, like to sure. lean in because that, like what you just described oh. sounds honestly a little bit scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. To like to like oh. in, in initiate that or engage that with people. Yeah, I for myself, and I think yeah, I think that's scary. But I think it's scary on different degrees. I think certain personalities can probably accelerate that and move quicker through that. For me, that's a very difficult space to move through. That emotional, intimate space. I can do things with you and have lots of fun and make it about you. But when I start to bring meaningful relationships into my own emotional intimacy, my own heart. That is a, quite a journey to bring myself to, to let someone in. Um, and maybe that's part of it. Like I've always been a part of people's space, but not everyone's a part of my space. And that's not good. That's something that has to be very intentional in my life. And I'm so grateful that I am forced into that in, mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. in my how it's been intentionally. I've put myself in position to be in that, but it's not a natural space for me. I'll be really honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think it looks different in that degree. Is it uncomfortable mm-hmm. yes but different degrees some can push through it like i think of my my husband he can definitely push through those spaces very easily and really enjoys to let people in and loves a deep conversation and he does have that ability such a gift in his life to emotionally open up his heart to people and in different ways but definitely is very intentional with that and it comes natural to him for me i absolutely have to take off a couple locks and <laughs> like yeah. I have to literally say I've got to let that guard come down and I got to put myself in that position. I've actually got to volunteer myself to share that or think through how do I not just share that answer, but how do I go deeper? Because I could stand a sur- surface level easily. So I think you have to recognize that about yourself and it's okay. It's okay. The goal is that you're moving towards that and that you're see it about yourself and that you want that. There's a way to move through that gateway. 
That's really good. That's really good. I'm sorry to keep the conversation on you. I know it's your favorite thing, Rhonda. That was intentional. I know. Well, let's turn the table. All right. But, but no, but I think that was really, I, I think that's really helpful because, because like you're saying, every, like every personality based on lots of different things, kind of just our innate, how we're wired, but also our past experiences with relationships. Like there's so many factors that play into this, but I love that you just shared you know, how you find a meaningful relationship, but also that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. That's not always easy to do. And that doesn't always come natural. And just because it doesn't come natural doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have meaningful relationships. That's so good. It just means you've got to be that much more intentional if it's not like a natural inclination to like open yourself up and, you know, be honest about. And again, I do think the difference in the meaningful relationship piece is what you touched on. It is letting people into the harder spaces of our life, the things we're wrestling through, struggling through, the the, the spaces of insecurity, the spaces that that are just more difficult. Like that's where the intimacy is. It's not just staying on the like, I'm winning in every aspect of my life. Woo woo, like cheer for me. Like it mm-hmm. isn't. It's not in that space. That's not going to develop the grit and the meaning that I think that we all need, but all really, really desire. I know for me, like meaningful relationships, it's, there's this space of where somebody is genuinely curious about my, like how I feel about something, that they're willing to sit with me and mine that out and have the patience to ask and have the patience to, because like you and I are similar, but also different in, in kind of how this manifests. And so for me, if I'm sitting with somebody, they might ask me, Lori, how are you doing? And like, I'm gonna initially, and not because I'm trying to be shallow, but initially I'm going to give you a more shallow answer because there's probably lots of reasons. It's not always because I'm guarded. It's really just, it's a time thing. I could be just more curious about what's going on in your life than I really feel that like I want to share, right? Because I I have a very like curious, I have a curiosity about what other people are going through. So I can easily just turn the conversation. Um, or I don't really want to talk about what I'm really feeling because it's, it's maybe uncomfortable for me or it's hard or sad. I don't do as well talking about the sad spaces. I don't do as well talk. Like I need time. I need someone to sit with me in that space and kind of mine for that and ask me and if somebody is willing to take that time that really shows me they desire to have a meaningful relationship with me and so that's a space that I can find that connection Mm. and that can go back and forth but I know it's probably similar for other people like if I show a genuine interest and a curiosity about like how do you really feel about that how are you really doing and i and i start mining and asking questions and giving you an opportunity to share about some of those really deep seated fears about what you're going through or like that's helping to create the environment for meaning in the relationship that goes deeper than just like hey how's it going mm. like right mm. so for me that's that's what meaningful relationships mean and like i don't think that every single relationship needs to be have deep deep seated meaning but i do think that there's a space that like we want to have a a measure of authenticity and closeness and intimacy and meaning in mm. like 
as many of our relationships as, Mm -hmm. as we can. Now, I don't think everyone's going to be in your tight inner circle. I mean, even Jesus modeled for us like 12 and then an inner three. And like, so there's limits to like even time and all of those things. But, um, but that's what meaningful relationships means to me. I love that because I, I do feel like you even saying about not everyone is involved in the depth, like the deep, deep, but you can have different degrees of depth. Of meaning. Of meaning. Make those relationships meaningful. That's it. Like yeah. every, when you're together that you walk away and you're like that, I actually, and I'm not saying every time, but there is an intentionality. Like how do I bring some depth to the conversation organically? And so I think that's, I love yeah. how you unpacked for you. I think we've talked a little bit about meaningful. So how do we do that, Laura? Like how do, how you do, that? do we do that? Yeah. How do we bring that into our relationships and how have we done that? Yeah. Have we worked through that? So maybe mm-hmm. you can share a little bit of mm-hmm. what you do to yeah. bring meaning and depth to your relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think first I, I just want to talk about, let's just talk about first the different kinds of relationships that we have in our lives like so there's like friendships like there's like just people who we call our friends who are the the relationships we seek out the people we choose I guess friends are people you choose to have in your life um then there's colleagues so there's your work relationships. There's people you work with every day. You spend a lot of time with the people you work with. Um, you know, if you do work full time or like they're they're with you, near you, you're, you don't necessarily have meaningful relationships with them, but you could because there is a lot of time there. Um, then there's your family, your family relationships. If you are married, um, if you're not, then that's not a part of maybe your home life, but you do have parents, you do have maybe brothers and sisters, um, if you have children. So there's many facets of relationships. And I think depending on your specific, you know, where you are in life right now, um, you're going to see different priorities go to different parts of those relationships. And I think each one of those relationships can have aspects of the same kind of intentionality around cultivating meaning in those relationships. But each one of them is going to look a little bit different depending on the person, depending on the type of relationship you want with that person and what they're willing to give you. Like mm-hmm. this is, t- it's two-sided. For sure. You, you can want the most deep, meaningful relationship with someone who does not want that with you. And that's a reality. So mm-hmm. I think those are, those are realities that, you know, we all... Yeah, we just all have to be honest about and be able to look at and, and come to terms with and accept because we don't get to make the call in, in every single in every single environment. So which facet of relationships do you think we should talk about first? Would you like to talk about first? Do you want to talk about friendships, kind of colleagues or family? Let's start with friendships. Okay. Let's start with that one. Okay. Okay. So how do you cultivate meaning in friendships? Um, one of the things I first off, probably just for myself want to acknowledge is that I think it's really hard, particularly at this stage of life. I remember when I was um, at, like I didn't work and I stayed at home with my kids, cultivating meaningful relationships in my friendships was much easier. I had more time for that. And I prioritized that because I didn't have the responsibilities of work and I didn't have, I mean, I had lots of responsibilities at home, but I kind of pulled my friendships into my stage of life. So I would, my friendships were with people who had kids around my age. And then I would, I was able to spend time with them and cultivate those friendships and that meaning. 
at this stage of life, I find it much more difficult. I, f- I feel like there's not a lot of time and I feel like um, I probably, if I'm really honest, just don't put enough effort into cultivating meaning in relationships. But for me, the most meaningful relationships have come uh, in my friendships have almost, I, I would, I want to say almost always come through life groups or home groups or meeting on a weekly or biweekly basis with a group of people and talking about meaningful things together where there was intentionality to bring them into my everyday working out of my faith, my everyday insecurities and fears, the hard and joys of my life, and then the fun that comes from that as well, sharing food together, like all of those spaces. That's at a base level, that's where my meaningful relationships have come from. And that's where I've been able to cultivate them. And that's how it's come. You know, it's similar. I would say very similar. similar. But I would agree. This stage of life is really difficult to develop a new relationship. And I don't, I think it might be exactly what you're saying, Laura, because it's, you're, it's an interesting stage where you wouldn't think you'd be this busy at this stage of life, but you are. Your kids are right at the end, but there's lots of movement in the house. There's lots of, you know, whatever it may be, you're trying to There's maximize. lots of relational demands too. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think with your kid, with older yeah, kids. Yeah, that's exactly. When they're little, it's more physical, but when you're older, it's more relate. And you're developing a new meaningful relationship with your kids. And so there's a lot of intentionality going into walking them through, but also connecting in a different level from transitioning from I've raised you as a parent to now I'm still your mom, but now I'm more like that friendship and that co- encouraging and coaching you but a different transition. It's different. So there's like, right. I think there's a lot of work going into that. And because of that, you just, and work, you, we've taken on more because our lives have grown into this now. It didn't happen overnight. Slowly, we've just taken on more and more as we've kind of grown through the years. And so I believe the same thing. Like it's a busier time. So develop a brand new relationship, unless they're in very close proximity like maybe a work colleague yeah. could become a good friend because you spend exactly. time with them, maybe do a project together or that's, that's exactly it. And even stage of life, like you're, I'm finding if you're in a very different stage of life, it's just timing. It's not working out different rhythms of schedule. You might be free at night. That's actually the very difficult for me to have a night free to hang out for coffee, but I'm free a bit more on the like on a Friday or a day off, that's when I, I kind yeah. of carve it. So yeah. all that to you can say, go for a morning coffee or something. Exactly, not, the rhythms yeah. are different. So I agree that right now in this stage of life, the most meaningful have come through my life group. Definitely, 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 and relationships that I started exactly like you in those early years that have kind of continued with me. But I have to say, not many have remained. And I think that's one of the interesting parts of meaningful relationships is recognizing not all of your meaningful relationships will carry with you through your entire life. And it's okay. It's okay. It can be hard, but it's okay. You've got to hold your friendships lightly too, because in one season they may be so meaningful, but then maybe it's a move or change or faith dynamics or life dynamics change or just schedule and all of a sudden you go for six months you don't see each other and you're trying to develop that prox that meaningful relationship but it's getting harder and harder to stay connected sometimes it's just what it is it may come back around 
So I, I found there's a few that were really meaningful that I thought would kind of have that longevity that didn't, but I recognized it was for a season. Some were for a season that we were really close and then it went through a pocket of maybe just with rhythm of life, not seeing each other, but then it came back around. So I think you're just watching. There's a lot of rhythms even within meaningful relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so if you had to personally assess right yeah. now in your life, yeah. are you satisfied with the meaningful relationships in your life? Do you desire more meaningful relationships? Like where would you assess that you are right now in this season of life around the depths of your relationships? I think I always desire deeper, meaningful relationships with people. I don't think that is like, oh, I've stopped. I think that always happens now to the deep dive, like the deep, deep dive. I think right now the ones I have in my life, the close, the close ones that have been journeying with me for a while, I think I, I have to actually intentionally still cultivate that. So I don't have a lot more space right now to have the deep, deep dive. I'm talking about like they are yeah, in it. Like you're three with people me. or something. Yeah, they're yeah. in it. And I think that's good because it's hard enough even to cultivate that, to continually intentionally go deeper and deeper with one another and to stay in those depths together. But I feel like every single relationship, I want to be able to go deeper and be more open in those relationships, whether it's going from the shallow end to the, you know, from the shallow, I think of my, my daughters are lifeguards. You go from where it's at your ankles. I love to go to the knee depth. Like I think we're always wanting to grow and maneuver and deepen some that might be the waters you swim in and it's okay. But I think there's always ways to just even deepen a little bit more, get to know each other more through curiosity, through bringing people in, asking the right questions. And I think that's also something that in this stage of life, I want to develop better is how to ask better questions, how to mind, not just ask a question, but how do I ask a question in a way that goes deeper? And uh, sometimes you don't have time for it. Like, I think that's, we're not talking about every single time, but I think there's an intentionality that we're talking about a framework of when I'm in this relationship that how do I bring them closer to me and how do I get closer to them? Mm -hmm. And I just think that's an organic thing too, but also an intentional thing, both and working at the same time. So yeah, but if I was to say in the deep dive, I think right now what I have is not saying no more. I'm open to what God has, but I think there's, it does take a lot of work to continue that. It's not just like one and done. You kind of feel like, okay, this needs continual cultivation. Yeah. But I think you're always working in different ways. And God has lots of surprises mm -hmm. along the way that I want my hands to stay open to. Yeah. And uh, who knows yeah. what God has. How about yeah. for you, Laurie? Yeah, How that's you feel good. That? That's good. Um, I, 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 I really like your answer. I do agree that I think just because of how God has made us, we're, we're always wired to desire to have that deep connection uh, happening on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And like, so yes, I would agree that I would like to put more intentionality into that. And yet I say that, and yet I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't do it. I don't call that friend and say, Hey, let's go and let's have that meaningful conversation. I don't, you know, I kind of rely on a couple of the rhythms that are um, already present in my life, whether it's the occasional getting together with, you know, a group of friends or whether it's, you know, meeting up with a life group. And I kind of rely on that to be the source of the meaningful relationships. But I realize that I haven't put as much intentionality as I would like to. And honestly, like I need that. I need that acknowledging that I need that too. 
Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, cause it's one thing to have a desire for that. And I think, you know, most of our listeners can probably relate to having the desire, but it is actually really hard to, to find it. And so many of us, and I know like we've probably both experienced this in different seasons, um, that we can be there for a lot of people and you can begin to cultivate meaningful relationships so much as it depends on, you know, that person receiving that. But if somebody doesn't come into your life and want that from you, uh, the the relationship's one-sided. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you can sit in with person after person after person. This can be people in your family. This can be people at work. And you can ask them the intentional questions. And you can, like, f- as, as much as it depends on you be leaning with deep intention and desiring and curiosity and care and all of that. And it could not be reciprocated back to you. Mm -hmm. Like this is just a reality. And in fact, if people know that they can depend on you for this, they, that sometimes becomes the nature of the relationship. They never ask you back how you're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They never give you the time to really mine and really be curious about what's going on in your life because they like it the way it is. You're there for them. Now, okay, I'm going to interrupt you here. Would you ever say to somebody, I I don't know if we can go much further in a relationship because you never asked me about me. No, I would Would never say that. that? (laughs) Would you? No, but I've actually thought it. You've thought it. And I'm like, would this be helpful? (laughs) Okay, listeners, if you hear this, let us know. Would that be helpful? Like, would that be good? Because I, I wonder I think if some, they'd be like, oh, that's so rude. I want, but I wonder if some people just don't recognize that they never ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Like, or if there's ways, even subtly, like, I wonder if there's someone that you really, I'm just yeah. interjecting. No, I think no, this for is really, sure. Because I've actually had this so much. Yeah. And my kids have struggled with this saying, mom. Oh. We ask so many questions and we have so many friends that don't actually ask us anything right, like about us. Right. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, why don't you tell them? I'm like, well, well I can't tell them that because I don't even do that. Yeah, so I'm not going to yeah. tell them to do something I don't do. But I wonder if there's a way, like, would it be good to then have like, I don't know, an intentional minute where you ask each other a question. I don't know. Like, how do we right. train some? Right. How do we help yes. our friendships become what we need too? Right, right. I've been thinking right. about that as well. I know. Versus I know. like, well, they're not doing it. They may not naturally do it, but is yeah. there a way I'm yeah. say to that train? You can cultivate, but that we you can, can cultivate, cultivate that. and say, this yeah. is what I actually need from yeah, you. Yeah. So I'm going to set something yeah. up to yeah. help yeah. me. I don't like, know. I think, I think at, at the bottom line, because I've totally <laughs> been there too. I and I know, like we all know, I think intrinsically that for a relationship to go really deep and for a relationship to be really meaningful, there has to be a reciprocation. Like it has to be both ways. Like I've got to be there for you and you've got to be there for me. We have to do both sides of this. And I have to ask you like, how are you really doing? Like, and like, tell me about this that you've just gone through and, and how did that really make you feel? But then you do have to do that for me too. And we, and that, that reciprocation has to happen. If the relationship is going to take a depth that's meaningful to both of us, because the relationship can be meaningful for you, but not meaningful for me. I'm not going to call you when I'm going through something because you don't ever ask. You're not curious about me. You're not like you haven't been that kind of person. So that has to happen. 
But what I have tried, and I've been intentional to try this, that when I'm in a conversation with someone, if they're not asking me any questions about, then I try to insert some information that's either relevant to the conversation about something so that I'm adding value from my own experience to the conversation. And I think it's in an effort to um, engage them also in kind of what's happening in my heart as well, right? And obviously this is going to have not as much depth as if they would take the time to really mine this out of me, but I, I will still salt and pepper in pieces of personal information because I know, like I know with intentionality that if I don't, this relationship's going to stay at a surface level. So that would be my effort mm. to do that without being asked I'm just going to offer some personal information that's related to the conversation we're having so if you're talking about you know losing a loved one then I might add into the conversation when I lost a loved one and this is what it felt like and, and this just is, see what happens with and it. see if that can help to bring you know the conversation mm -hmm. into a little bit more depth but I kind of love that idea that you're kind of suggesting to say like, what could it look like to even come to the conversation with not only questions to ask them, your curiosity for them, but to say, hey, let's ask each other these three questions today yeah, to yeah. see if it could help to produce. And you could still initiate it. You could be the initiator, but at least there's maybe going to be some reciprocation I love that. That's, I do that's kind of a cool idea. I know because I think like we've we've actually done that. You and I have done that yeah. without realizing we're actually doing it. Yeah, for sure. I've done it out of the sense of I don't want to be in an awkward conversation. So on my phone, I have a list of questions. Yes, yes. That if I'm ever at like a dinner party, a different depths, like we have a circle of friends that are not Christians, just beautiful, like that don't share the same faith and we're able to yeah. have social time with. And so I've got a different type of questions there. And then I've got the faith community questions that is all over, like some fun, some yeah. deeper, yeah. you know, and deeper in different levels in different ways. One a bit more faith focused and one a bit more like life experience yep. um, focused. So I just feel like that's what we've done. And I think you eventually will see where that friendship goes. And sometimes you're right. That also helps someone to be like, oh, that was really interesting. And that they ask more questions. But if they never ask more questions... It's, you may have found there is a stall, like a stall and make, this will be the deepest you can kind of go and it's okay. It's okay to accept that too. But I love how you even talked about that right at the beginning. Like you can't make somebody want to have the same depth of relationship with you, but you can at least offer some depth to a relationship, but then how far you can take it. They may not be able to swim out with you. It might just be where that's where you play and that's okay. But you're going to have, if that's still along of your heart, don't give up keep keep pushing that to see where that goes and with who and you may be so surprised on who, all of a sudden where a relationship that maybe you felt those depths weren't there that they start to engage and it takes your friendship to a beautiful place you have no idea yeah but it is that's a really good i think all those things are working together yeah, yeah you gotta totally. read the play you just gotta read the play too so i do feel though like and this may not be true in every single case. So please, if this does not apply to you, then I love then that you're giving a, a little, then you can just, you can, you can put this aside, but I do feel like there is some ownership that, and I'll say we, so who this applies to, we means we, who this applies to, um, like keeping 
the conversations and the relationship on somebody else and like actually the the little vault keeping the vault of you know the closeness like it's that's there's also intentionality if like if you never ever have anybody that asks you about you there might be a reason for that <laughs> a deeper reason because deep down underneath it all you you desire that but does anybody know that have you ever said that out loud have you ever expressed need to anybody to even be able to be so there? good and I'm not I'm not saying that it sounds like I'm being really like <laughs> like um confrontational or hard or I, and I don't mean it like that I'm actually talking to myself like the reality is that if I never if approach a relationship from a place of need needing anything from them why would they ever give me anything I need? Like, like it doesn't, they're not, people are not mind readers. People are not going to like, and if I never project any sense of need, then I'm myself limiting the meaning in relationships. And so like, I don't know exactly what you need to do with that, except first maybe own that, (laughs) take ownership where ownership is needed. If that is the case, there may be, you may be the kind of person that never, ever expresses the vulnerability of need um, in the relationship and therefore never receives the care that your soul really does desire and long for. So I think, and... Um, I don't know if that disclaimer is for me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking right at you. That's a little awkward. I'm like shifting my eyes around like, no, that's not me. Yes, it is. <laughs> I can't get away from the gaze. <laughs> That's exactly like, I right? honestly, that would be the opposite of like someone who takes, takes a lot would be myself would be when I talked about the gateway would be myself that could fully remove myself emotionally and just be there for you. And that's actually not good. And I could easily go through relationships and n- not ever offer. I'm struggling here. I need this because I just, don't want to let someone into that space. And I just, that's an independence, right? That is actually, but deep down, I need it. Yeah, I do need that, but I got to work through the independent pride barrier and emotional shutdown to let someone come right in. You're like, oh gosh. It's really hard. Like, honestly, it it's hard, really hard. It's, and like, it's good. yeah, like I, I, like I literally like express that from a really hard place because I think that we can acknowledge to ourselves that we need meaningful relationships i think we can acknowledge to ourselves that we're lacking in people actually wanting meaningful relationships with us we can acknowledge those two things but it's actually harder to acknowledge why why that is how have we actually cultivated that like what have we actually done to cultivate that level of relationship or if you are a person that is only there for other people and people aren't there for you why why is that? Like, it's actually harder to go to that place to say, like, this is why. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a wall up and people don't have the time to break through it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to come right. I'm not I'm not willing to come into the relationship from a place of intimacy. Um, and so or even just give people a chance or we do it once and it fails. And so we never do it again. Like mm-hmm. it. We try it once. You you can't just try it once. Yes, you might put yourself out there and they're not there for you. They don't pick up on it. They're not there. Try again. Try again. 
Mm-hmm. Try again. Somebody will pick up on it at some point. Mm-hmm. But we have to express need in order for somebody to be able to meet that need. Mm-hmm. Like I have to say, like, I need you to get me a Band-Aid. Can you please get me a Band-Aid? If I never say that, I'm going to be like, wow, I can't even believe she didn't get me a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. But I never said it. I never, mm-hmm. ever said, this is what I need. I never even asked if you had one. Mm-hmm. You might say, I don't have one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if I never even ask, and then I'm like sad because you never even offered... Well, how did you know? How would you ever know? So good. I think everyone listening to this is like, oh my goodness. Yes, we've all done this in different ways. And I think that's so beautiful, Laura, how you've just even shared that. It's so true. We have to own that. We have to own advocating for what we need as well and not just expecting people to read it. To know. To know. We've got to be able to say. that's so hard. Oh, it's so hard. Well, for some it's easier. Yeah. No, no. For some it is easy. (laughs) But for when you're... A bit more independent it's like you got to work through your own wall yeah and you're like i gotta take down those bricks oh gosh that's a lot of work i'll just leave them <laughs> i'll just leave that up i'm but fine no, i'm fine i'm just dying on the other side of this brick but it's too much work to take down that wall but no it's it's so important and give yourself grace and the pace of that grace because it's not overnight that you're just going to become like that. But I love that you've said that, Laura, like just try that one step is you just keep doing that. Just keep doing it. And then if it works, go to the next step, like just go for it. Yeah. And I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) I am. And sometimes I'll have to literally retract something and be like, you know what? I didn't offer this up or I've got to share this because I know if I just let it go by, it'd be very easy but if I literally say, I actually need to do this. And part of the podcast for everyone, know, I know we've shared this before, but part of the podcast is an honest place for us to break down that wall because it's not easy to podcast and we don't plan any of these dialogues ahead of time. And I usually don't listen back to them because I would be so mortified. I'm like, I shared that. And what did I say? And why did I say that? Because this is how we're saying we want to be known. We want to practice it. Yeah, yeah. We're cultivating meaningful relationship with each other. We're cultivating yeah. meaningful relationship with you as we're allowing you into, yeah. you know, the, the inner workings of our heart and soul, literally yeah. Yeah. working it out, fleshing it out together. Yeah. That's part of that. It's part of that. Yeah. So yeah. those spaces are good. So I love that you brought that up. I think that's so critical. Yeah, Very for critical. sure. Okay. Yeah. So you asked me, how do I cultivate meaningful relationships? What about you? What are some like ways that you're intentional about cultivating meaningful relationships? What is, what are some of the things Can that you I practice? Can I just say ditto? Everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking about vulnerability. Uh, yeah, ditto. <laughs> no, but honestly, I feel like most of what you shared would be very similar. And I have to say, um, if you're not intentional, with picking dates and setting it in a calendar, it's not going to happen. Mm. And I've reckon I've recognized that in my own life that when I'm like, yeah, we'll get together, I, it doesn't happen. Right. But if I say, okay, right now, yeah, I'm going to send you a date, or let's by tomorrow, one of us, let's initiate a date and let's put some dates on a calendar. No, you're very good at that. You're actually very good at that because, honestly, people wouldn't realize this, but like, you know, I would consider you one of my very best friends. And so would like my husband with your husband. Yeah. But we don't ever get together as friends ever. <laughs> like never. <laughs> like I think the last time we got together was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's true. Like I don't like I don't think it's such a Alone. weird 
I mean, alone, like as couples, like yeah. the four, the four yeah. of us to get yeah. together as friends. Right. Yeah. So again, like our meaningful relationship is cultivated in the proximity of working together and the, pro- and doing this podcast is like, that's yeah. part of your and my very intentional, meaningful relationships, getting into each other's lives. What's happening? What are we processing? All of that. But isn't that an yeah. interesting and, a life and group. fascinating? We, yes. We yes. are in a life group yes. too. So, yes. But, yes. With but that's other, with other people. With other people. That's with other people. Exactly. But yeah. the one-on-one, not so much. Right? That it's isn't like that, that so fascinating? So, so think, talking about... Well, we've We're talked about that. This. I know we've talked about, though, that we need a hobby together as couples. Right, right, right. Because it's true. If you don't set something up intentionally, and I have found that, that there are some friendships, like our life group is one that if we don't put the dates on, it'll it'll just not happen. So mm-hmm. if the dates in the calendar, so for anyone to watch, that's a practical step Kay. to stop saying, let's get together. Set up a time. Set up a time. To get together with someone. And you're, you're going to want to back out of it sometimes. You're going to be like, this is inconvenient or I'm too tired. Don't. Because you'll never walk away from a time and be like, well, that was a big waste of time. Honestly, yeah, with meaningful what will, what will you be doing otherwise? Probably house cleaning, exactly. going, getting groceries, maybe watching Netflix. What what are you going to get out of it? And of how that? meaningful is that? But yeah, does it take you moving your body and going somewhere? Yes. And it's usually going to be a day you're not going to feel like it. But if it's intentional in the calendar, stick to it as Love much that. as it depends on you. So I would say that's probably the most basic, practical set dates set dates and secondly have some questions in your phone like just think through some and some work some don't and trust me like i think we've said you've got to read the play too like some questions might be just yeah. you gotta know like it might be just the beginning of a friendship so just have some just to get to know them a bit more and then just have some different levels yeah and start to ask questions but i usually have a couple questions in my mind when i go into a conversation okay of what I want to ask. Like okay. what are some, okay. I'm not talking about just right, but if I'm setting up a coffee date or setting up a time that I go in a little bit more with intentionality, like what do I want to ask? Like yeah. how do I want to mine a little bit more of what they're going through? What are you curious about? Curious about. And what do you want? Yeah. What do you want them to talk yeah. about? And yeah. that's really handy. A running question. I think I have a hundred questions on my phone and they're from the most surface questions to some of the most deeper questions. And it just depends what kind of conversation I'm having. And uh, it's actually really helpful it's really helpful to have a pre-planned plan in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And especially some of you, I've gone to some really awkward dinner parties. Yeah. Where nobody, talk, nobody, yeah, nobody talks. Really and then you're like, you throw out some great questions and yeah. all of a sudden, it just keeps things going and people offer information and there's things you'll find out about people that they never would have told you just randomly. So it's helpful. Yeah. Those would be two of the most basic steps. Set a date and have some questions prepared just to kind of maneuver a conversation so you're not just talking about weather and kids that you want to talk about heart stuff emotional stuff yeah because those things can take up a lot of space especially i remember those early years with family you would talk about a lot of kids stuff even now kids what your kids are doing what they're studying what's going on but somebody would be like how are you like tell me about you and uh those are really good so that'd be do you do you go into a conversation believing that somebody wants to talk about themselves do you, do you, do you like have a, pr- or do you, do you believe you've got a, like, they don't want to, and you have to sort of earn the trust? Like, how do you approach? I go in assuming they all, they want to talk about themselves. And so do I. So yeah. do I. Like, you I too. Oh yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Like, even if it's, even if it's a small group of people, like a new small group, you yeah. know, and I'm gathering a group of women together and, and they don't even really know each other. I'm, assu- I'm making an assumption 
that they want to talk about their stuff and they want to talk about themselves. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes other people don't make that assumption. They think, oh no, like people feel like they're, they're going to feel put on the spot. They're gonna I'm like, well, they can say no. Like anyone can say mm-hmm. no or pass or I'm not interested, like, you know, or give a surface answer. Like it's not, it's not that they have to, but I, I actually like assuming that they want to because it, it helps to frame the whole conversation differently than if you're going into it fearful that they're not going to want to, that you're going to make them uncomfortable or you're going to, you know, I think it's an interesting different way of even approaching the conversation. If you, if you believe they want to, because, and even the shyest, and I've seen it again and again, like I've actually seen it happen again and again, again, the shyest, most like reserved people, even they want to talk about like what they're really feeling and experiencing Mm. like like if Mm. at some point they might project some defense at first they might but eventually and and I mean it's interesting because you and I are both people that initially like initially we're probably not going to give the deepest answer like just initially Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. takes a little bit of time but that's not because we don't want to share for real we do we do. And just because you don't share your your closest, yeah. deepest feelings doesn't yeah. mean you're not showing emotional feeling. Yeah. 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 Totally. But we want to. We no, want to go think, there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that we want to. Like mm-hmm. on some level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We want to. And mm-hmm. and so anyways, I yeah. I, I think it's a funny thing. And I think even you saying that, the the fact that they've made time to yeah. be with you is saying that yes, that's valued. If they didn't want to, they would say, I can't get together. No. I'm not available or or even in the conversation, no. But I, I would say very rarely, very rarely, have I experienced someone say, "No, I don't want to share." Now I have. Yeah, me too. In a group. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Me too. No, I have for sure. And they just said, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to share today. Or I'm not okay. ready, or I'm not ready to share about that." Or yeah, yeah that's Absol- okay. Absolutely. And everyone's been like, "Okay, no." And the next person completely opens up, and <laughs> and it just it doesn't stop. But I think yeah, that's that's a beautiful. I've never really thought about that, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. I don't even think that they don't want to share. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I always assume too that they maybe don't have a lot of spaces to actually share yeah. how they really feel about things. But you know what? It's so true because there is an art in even asking questions and not everyone like, I okay, I'm just saying this yeah. honestly, but in a faith community, we're often in these spaces of spirituality and asking things like God, like opening up. And spirituality hearts. is such an intimate, personal part of your life too, That's right? It. So, so when yeah. you're in this world, yes. There is, I think, even more of an openness because people are in that journey. They're opening up to God. They're opening up to community. But if you're with someone who doesn't have a faith community, okay, it's a very different. I don't know if they ever get asked from most people heart questions. Like I actually don't think yeah. that is common. Yeah. It's cultivated. That's no. not really cultivated. No, because I think of like working in my workplace before coming back on staff, you, you would hardly ever be asked a personal question like, that's about the heart. It'd be about family or work, blah, blah, blah. Very surface stuff. But to go to the deep, like, how are you doing about that? How are you handling that? They would never go to that second degree. Very rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful thing that we have to offer. Yeah. Even those around us. So yeah. Okay. yeah. For, so uh, good. Let's, let's, I know we're kind of going, but how yeah. about family? Or okay. you want to go to that one? Do you want to hit that one? What do you, you know want to talk what? about? I, I think we should save that for another podcast. Oh. 
I think we should say that because I think I think the family relationships is a whole other level yeah, of how to right. cultivate <laughs> meaning. Right. No, no, that. for real. Okay. And I think this was a really good. I think this was a really good conversation. I think yeah. this was okay. an excellent conversation. Lots to think about, um, and even some really practical things that we can do in cultivating meaningful relationships in our lives. And I think the 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 truth at the end of the day is that you don't need. 20 meaningful relationships, 15, 10, five, you just need one, two. If you're really blessed three, like we, you don't need every single relationship in your life to be, to have the same depth. But if you feel like you don't have any meaningful relationships, take some of these tips, ask somebody that you want to develop a meaningful relationship. See if they want to have one with you just start to put yourself out there put a date on the calendar bring a couple of questions that would really show some curiosity and interest in their life offer some information about your life in the conversation or say hey let's ask each other these questions i loved that that's such a good idea of actually beginning to cultivate you know that that both ways type of relationship the give and the take that needs to happen if the relationship's going to go to a meaningful depth. But we really encourage you, lean into this space. It's worth it. it, but it's hard. And don't give up. Don't give up on the journey. You might not hit it the first time. So good, Lord. And I love the final thing. If you're one of those that maybe have never advocated for need or help, we want to encourage you. <laughs> it's worth it to take down the wall. And even maybe it's been painful in the past and hasn't been reciprocated. Take down the wall. It's, it's, it's worth it but give yourself the gr- the pace like yeah. a grace pace like it yeah. takes time it's hard but you can do it and actually you do have a deep need that you need to be able to verbalize and this is where intimacy is built so it's worth the it's worth the work i love that you said that okay rhonda i will do that then <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too all right we'll take our own advice yeah. that's what we'll do we'll listen to this podcast oh, for ourselves yeah, totally. <laughs> oh well have a great day thanks for spending some time with us